out there in uh, Birdland, it's uh, Anson Tebbets along with uh, Chip Darmstadt. Here's our weekend edition of For the Birds, and um, headline, uh, boy was it warm this week. <laughs> wow, I know. I, I prepared to like go out and like wear a couple layers, and I had to get outside like, wait, I just need a t-shirt. That's mm-hmm. all I need. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we may have or was close to breaking some records for uh, late October as we approach wow. Halloween, and... Uh, it was just, you know, it's uh, it was just pleasant, though, you know, just pleasant and uh, very strange, though. Been nice for it to be that warm and no biting insects. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, so two things happened this week, which I, I, I the, the red winged blackbirds were actually singing again, which I thought was was interesting. I, you know, maybe it was because oh. so warm, I just noticed it. But they were out doing their conquerique. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like it was. Uh, May again, or April, or whatever. Yeah, about that time. But uh, that was kind of fun. And you had then, a really uh, long, you had a really long nap, Anson. Miss winter. I know. And this is where we say we're going to pay for this. This is what, what you know. <laughs> we're probably a week away from a good old snowstorm. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But then the other thing I heard was um, was peepers. Yeah. So the peepers were yeah. just one evening. It was very pleasant. Yeah, I know. It's, it's funny to hear a peeper this time of year. And often just one, right? Just, you know, just one peeper in the woods, just peeping away. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, walk down the driveway and they stopped. So they know you're around. That's the old thing that's fascinating about peepers. They kind of know you're around and they kind of stop and then they you leave the area and they'll chirp up again. Yeah. Yeah, I've been hearing the peepers too. Just And it's a this weird phenomenon every every fall uh, you know for as long as i can remember i've heard peepers that often this time of year um you know as i heard a theory once that it has something to do with the length of the day that it it matches the the length of the day when they're at their full course in the spring um but a lot of birds um you know rough grouse sometimes drum this time of year so uh, there's a word for it. I can't remember it, but there's actually a, this is a phenomenon that uh, people have talked about in the natural world that mm-hmm. some of the, um, some species, there's this resurgence of song. Yeah. Well, speaking of time, uh, I think this is the last year we're going to have the time change, right? Um, this is the last year. Next oh. year, we don't have to deal with it. Wow. So that's official, huh? I think so. I think I've seen wow. some, some uh, chatter about that. I think... Um, I think November 6th maybe is the last fallback, but uh, always a struggle. But um, I think this may be the last time we do this. All right. Well. For a while anyway. So um, we've been talking about birds. So you've been out and about and uh, you've been seeing uh, huge migrations. Yeah, this past week, um, during the day, there have been a lot of birds on the move. Um, and living in the Champlain Valley, I, I think I'm, I'm maybe noticing it more. Um, in addition to the geese, seeing um, flocks of blackbirds, flocks of robins, and those are both species that migrate during the day. Um, most of our warblers and sparrows, most of 
most birds are migrating at night, but there are species, uh, blackbirds um, and robins among them, and geese, of course, that, that migrate during the day. So um, <clears throat> you can really see migration in action. Often, you know, you go to bed, you wake up the next morning, all of a sudden, well, there's, there's a bunch of birds in the neighborhood that were in here yesterday. They migrated overnight. But with the diurnal migrants, you can actually see them, see them do their thing, which is re- really exciting. Yeah, the um, you know I think I mentioned last week the bluebirds were going through, and but um, yeah. you saw a big flock of grackles. Yeah, that was remarkable. Uh, I was actually um, birding with some friends up in the Northeast Kingdom, and um, was heading back home, going through Orleans County, and uh, my son Sam um, you know stopped the car because there was this huge flock of grackles. I, I've never seen anything quite like this in Vermont. There was a, we were driving along some cornfields and when we, you know, so we noticed that these, there was a huge flock of grackles and when we got out of the car, we could see them up on the ridge to our west and they were streaming off the ridge, all heading in the direction of this cornfield. And, you know, it was really hard to count the birds. It was impossible. Uh, but we had it. We thought there were a thousand, so I think we put down three thousand on our checklist um, because there were just so many, and they're making an amazing racket. And they'd fly down into the cornfield on mass, and then they'd all erupt out of the cornfield. And the sound of their their all their wings beating was remarkable. So it was just a quite a spectacle. And you know, we we scoured the flock looking for uh, what else what else might be in with the grackles, and it turned out it was just a flock of common grackles, no other species mixed in. Although as we drove just you know, a mile down the road, there was another big flock, this time red-winged blackbirds, uh, about you know, 600, 700 red-winged blackbirds, again, in a, in a pure flock, no grackles in the flock or rusty blackbirds. So anyway, that was, that was remarkable to have, you know, see such large, large group of, of these migrants. Yeah. The, um, the uh, you know occasionally in the summertime see one or two on the lawn or whatever but uh, the grackle is kind of a neat bird um it's um you know but at, at that level 3000 so do they um are they just joining along the way is that how it happens when people when they migrate it's like hey here's 20 come with me and now we you know we got up to uh, 200 and then we're at 225 and 250 does it work that way I wonder, yeah. I mean, they're obviously migrating together, but, you know, they, they all can't be starting from the same place. So man, I think you're right, Edson. I think mm-hmm. they're probably, like, joining the flock as they, as they go south, uh, and then the flock builds. I don't know if anyone's ever been able to, you know, officially document that, but it, how well, I don't know how else it could work. You know, I guess they, they congregate at places where there's good food resources, so the flock can build at that point. Um, but yeah, I, I have to imagine, yeah, the flock got bigger as they were heading south. That was, that was really fun, a phenomenon to see. That was pretty exciting. Good stuff. The good old, um, grackle. We're talking about the migration. We talked about a big flock of probably 3000 grackles, um, headed south. Uh, what else is moving along the way? I, I saw, um, um, we're probably at the tail end of the hawks, right? Most of the hawks have moved through. Yeah, yeah, broad wings are gone. Uh, you know, occipiters, uh, Cooper's hawk, Sharpshin hawk are um, still moving. Harriers, uh, bald eagles. 
Um, so there's definitely raptors still on the move, uh, red-tailed hawks. Um, still early for rough-legged hawk. Haven't heard any reports of, of those. Um, but yeah, definitely a hawk still on the wing. Saw some red tails uh, the other day. Um, definitely seeing sharpies and coopers. Um, but yeah, the big push of broadwings is definitely definitely over. And now it's uh, also waterfowl coming through as well. Yeah, the the geese continue to migrate. We've had a, a, a small flock laying in the field and hang around for a little bit. Um, there's a beaver pond down the way. So I think they go back and forth between that. Um, also saw, um, I referred to it as the harrier, um, that we have one of those that flies along the field here. It's probably, I don't think it will stay the winter, but it's uh, kind of a cool bird. Yeah, they're fun to see. They're um, common in the Champlain Valley, but you could see one almost anywhere in Vermont. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I think they may occasionally overwinter in, in um, Addison County, but I think most of them migrate out of the state. And uh, and then you can see that both the male and the female. I love the males are this really beautiful gray color. Uh, when and females and young birds are 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 brown. Both have the white rump, long tail, long rudder-like tail. Uh, fun to watch them hunt as they fly way low over the fields looking for rodents. I don't know if you've ever noticed, Hanson, too. They have almost like a facial disc, like an owl. Mm. And uh, I think they have you know, good hearing as well as exceptional eyesight. Well, I'm always impressed they can fly about two feet off the ground at high speeds. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and, of course, yeah. the, the white tail is the one that's the, is, is the giveaway for it. But uh, that's... Uh, yeah, nice to have a raptor that's easy to identify like that. You bet. Well, we've come to the uh, we um, end of the show. Everyone have a, a safe and productive um, weekend. And uh, we'll be back next weekend. Until then, I'm Anson Tebbets. I'm Chip Darmstadt. For the birds. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Now you all know the word Tweet, 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 tweet